Hi, this is Craig, and welcome to this episode of Leaders with Craig Miller. This is the podcast where we speak with leaders and discuss real-life challenges and practices to becoming more effective at work and in life. Today's guest is Marco Fanizzi. Marco is the Vice President and General Manager of Comvault for EMEA for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Comvault is a publicly traded data protection and data management software company, 2,500 plus employees, a little over 700 million in, in revenue. And before joining Commvault to run 30 countries EMEA, Marco was the country manager and leading EMC and later acquired by Dell as a VP for Dell running its business in Italy for many years. I really hope that you enjoy the episode today and our theme is around expanding my scope as a leader. And Marco shares, I think, really interesting insights on how he has built his career how he has built his ability to create trust and take on bigger promises, take on more scope. So again, hope that you enjoy today's episode. Marco, so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks a lot for joining today. Hey, Greg, Craig, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me here with you. Thank you very much. As I typically do with guests on the podcast, uh, where I'd like to begin is just to have you share a little bit more. Who is Marco Fanizzi? I uh, thanks, Craig. So, who is Marco? I'm uh, an old guy, uh, 53 years old, born uh, in Italy, in Milan, and uh, grew up pretty much all, always uh, in Italy. Uh, I'm married right now. I'm, I'm, I'm married with uh, with my wife. Are uh, 40 for 24 years, and so it's, uh, I think that it is an achievement. We have uh, two sons. I'm in love with. Um, with what I'm doing, but uh, for for the hobbies, I have to say I'm in love with golf. I'm a fan of uh, Juventus, uh, and um, so I think that uh, I described you pretty much uh, all about me. That sounds like Marco, yeah. And and you got Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo from from Madrid, which is you know something. <laughs> yeah, I know it's good to see him playing for us. I think that we are not giving him enough to 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 to, to do. So well as he did in other in other team, but you know when, when we talk about uh, you know in general when we talk about passion, so we are not uh, so so independent. I mean, yeah. So so let's talk as well about uh, your journey in leadership, and maybe just share a little bit about highlights. How did you begin your corporate career? What are some of your first memories of getting leadership responsibility? Being being managing other people, what was that like? A little bit more about that, please. Uh, so, you know, uh, due to the fact uh, our uh, 33 years that uh, I'm, I'm working, so it was a long time ago, uh, I started my career in, uh, I have to say, not in leadership, more in, in management <laughs> 20 years ago. And um, I, I became uh, a manager in a, in a corporation that was uh, very tough at the time. And I, I did uh, tons of mistakes uh, during my first experience, I have to say, and uh, we will talk about this uh, after. And uh, I went through the, <clears throat> this is the leadership development and management development, uh, understanding uh, that as for sales, uh, this is not an art, uh, but the sort of science. Okay, So you can add uh, to your heart uh, science, but uh, if you base uh, management and leadership only on this, uh, 
So this is not uh, helping you to go far. And uh, so I start uh, to to listen, and I start to use um, uh, training uh, or uh, to to learn. Uh, I remember the first training was about uh, feedback. Hmm. Uh, how give feedback? How receive feedback? How ask feedback? And I was uh, 34, and so I was so. So, so in line with this type of, uh, I was enthusiastic about the, 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 the training that they decided to give me the responsibility to develop this training across uh, part of the region. And uh, so, and my real career in the management position started uh, there. At, at the same time, I was uh, 33 years old. My son uh, was uh, four years old, become to be, start to be interactive also with me in terms of father, not in terms of, uh, you know, a honeymoon, because you know that when I have so little, you are always uh, not in charge, but you are trying to protect them. So And so this, uh, this step was, um, I, 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 I don't know if it's my story uh, uh, that I rebuild and I, or I, if it's true, this, uh, this uh, management career and leadership career started together the, my responsibility to, to become a real father means uh, say no when you want to say yes. So started 20 years ago in this way. I think it's great. And I, I, I often am in conversations with leaders around the world about the parallel of being a parent and being a leader in the truest yeah. sense, um, which is at the end of the day, I want the best for the other person. And my job is not to tell them all the time what to do, but rather help create an environment where they can be their best. I hope that that's the way people are leading and parenting in the world. Yeah, but there are, yes, you're right. There are yes, two important things that people are repeating. Walk the talk or talk the walk. Hmm. And more important, lead by example. Right. Okay, and when you when you when you become a parent, when you are father, this is very clear, very clear. Okay, you you cannot tell something that you and you are doing something completely different. Nobody is following you, and this is evident because <laughs> are your sons, and so this is creating new crazy situation. And and uh, this applied at a large scale into the leadership concept. Uh, I think that is very evident. So for me it was. Uh, was crucial to understand the difference the difference between uh, say uh, lead by example and uh, deliver uh, a leadership by example that and, was completely okay. another story and and let's let's keep going before we get into sort of current state with Commvault but in my own sales career as i kept getting promoted the scary part and the frustrating part is i just wanted to have my number and go sell stuff and what happened is I got promoted to the point where now I'm in charge of a number that's way bigger than anything I can do myself. And my success is dependent on the actions and performance of other people. How did you deal with that? How, how did you learn to work with that? Because I, I, I've seen you in action and I know that it's one of the things you do really well now. How did you, how did you learn that? But, so first of all, I'm doing what uh, what I'm, I want to do, and this was uh, the case not only now but also in the past uh, when I was promoted as a country manager of EMC and a general managing director uh, when I became uh, vice president of the technologies. Uh, so in uh, when I was uh, young, uh, 
I was dreaming to have the responsibility to do something bigger than me. Not only for the visibility, but also because, um, or for the money or for the career. Yes, are all elements that we need to are there. Okay, mm-hmm. but also for, to I know I was uh, in the situation to 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 feel that I was able to 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 keep this responsibility on my shoulders, and at the same time was something that helped me can help me to to develop myself as a person, not only as a professional person. Okay. So this is the the essence uh, of the of the steps that I did uh, in uh, in the past, and um, and you know when uh, I don't know for you for me it's always like this. I always uh, normal I normally change my company, not uh, being promoted in, in in the job bigger than the job that I was doing before. Okay, the convert is the is the, is the first case. Uh, but I always spent more than seven years in uh, in the companies, and I always uh, being promoted inside the company before uh, the promoter outside. And so, what was good is that uh, for me, what is good is that when I'm I have a promotion, I have a new responsibility. For me, is a, a starting point, and I feel uh, maybe too much uh, all the pressure and the responsibility to develop. Uh, what uh, they gave me in terms of a responsibility title and blah blah blah, and uh, normally what happened that you you have two way two ways you can you can uh, copy paste someone else mm-hmm. or you can you can be yourself. In the reality, is always a mix of the two. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that for the short term you need to copy paste a bit because you need to figure out that you are able to play. And maybe you are not yet. So fake okay? it, fake it until you make it a little bit at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, a bit, just a bit. And and when you are ready, immediately go into what you trust, and you really trust. Be yourself because the <clears throat> the capability to to be yourself, from my point of view, is giving you the possibility to maintain the quality during the time at very high levels. Be someone else, uh, be a bit fake, uh, behave as the others want you to behave is 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 provoking something that is uh, at the end of the day changing you as a person and as a professional. Person. It, it, it's a great it's a great perspective. And I heard recently in an interview, it was actually Brene Brown and Simon Sinek talking about vulnerability, and they were giving the example that vulnerability without boundaries is just crazy, and that you don't go on a first date and share everything there is about you. It's You don't do that. So what I'm hearing you yeah. say is, yeah, there's a bit of copy and paste. There's a bit of play the game and hold back a little bit in the beginning just to get your bearings. But if you want this to, to sustain and you want it to be long-term and you want to actually create fellowship and have people come with you, you're going to have to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's you. It's not uh, someone else. And so, so leadership is... The, so. Is about this from my point of view. Be different, uh, helping others uh, to 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 achieve a new you know new 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 way, new target, new words, uh, new. So it's a, it's a very important responsibility, and uh, it, at the same time uh, you need to remain humble because the risk that you have is that when you feel uh, so, management uh, or career or position or titles are not giving you. At the end of the day, I'll give you temporary maybe exactly. leadership. Leadership is not something that remains forever. Leadership is something that you need to 
to feed because the world is changing, because the people are, are growing, and this is good. And so, you know, this is a, a sort of a snowball effect. So let's continue. There's almost a theme here, which is expanding scope. So what it sounds like is you've grown as a leader and you've been given the opportunity or you've taken the opportunity to have more scope. And I met you years ago when you were running EMC for all of Italy. And then EMC, of course, was acquired by Dell and you went on and became vice president. So you had what I would call top of the food chain for a country. And I work with lots of country managers. And it is, I think, for many, the final destination. It's a huge position. It's being the CEO of an entire company within that country. Talk for a second about how you did what you... So right now you're running how many countries for Commvault? Uh, uh, EMEA, so Europe, Middle East, and Africa are uh, 30 countries. 30 countries. <coughs> Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So what do you think it was that you had learned how to do? What enabled a company like Commvault to trust that a country lead can actually lead 30 countries? And by the way, in a language that's not your first language, because you had professionally lived in your first language your whole career. So how does yeah. that happen? What, what are your observations around that? So first of all, that you never know. You never know a meeting of uh, with a person that you had uh, seven years ago. You never know that this meeting can change your life. Hmm. And the quality of the meeting that you did the type of meeting, the, the responsibility and the preparation that you showed in this meeting seven years ago, 12 years ago, this, uh, I don't know why, but come back always. And this was the case uh, for the step uh, with Convolt. Uh, clearly, I was having a relationship with, with the, the actual CRO of Convolt, uh, a relationship, a business relationship with him because he was my boss uh, 10 years ago. And we, and we remained in touch, and uh, but also I met also the actual CEO that was Sanjay, and so at the end in the past, and then we had meeting with customers, and so starting from there, I you know I started my journey of interviews in the Convolt, uh, and uh, and I, I I think that at the end, uh, despite the fact that English for sure is not my Strengths. <laughs> they trusted the, the person and the professional, uh, the professionality demonstrated uh, through the years, and uh, and this, you know, this clearly was a, a starting point, only a starting point. Okay, and um, and I think also that uh, discussing with them, they they, they felt that um, the, the, every career is. Can be based in, in, on several things. You can uh, you can you can be good uh, in doing uh, great things, uh, helping others to grow, or uh, you know not helping others to, others to grow. Okay. So and I tried also doing mistakes because I did a lot of mistakes. But I tried to develop my careers, my career not being uh, uh, unfair, and also trying to you know to help others to grow that were helping me to grow in, in every direction. Trying to establish a long-term relationship in every meeting and in every person that I met means, uh, I don't know, now I'm doing this, you are doing this. Who knows uh, in three years from now where I will be, where you will be. And so 
having a trusted relationship also with customers uh, this helped a lot because you know at the end when you you are in the market for 30 years uh, this is this is helping okay and so is uh, everything so quality for a long time i think in general helped help a lot uh, in doing this clearly the step was huge the step was huge because uh, go from a big market because uh, Italy is the fourth market in terms of the addressable market, at least in the IT space, mm-hmm. uh, to to you know to to to, to manage uh, a market that is a ninety so is a nine times uh, bigger, ten times bigger. Clearly, it's, it's completely different. It was a huge step. Well, n- not only not only larger, but again, much more diverse. So talk about that, please, yeah. because not diversity, like we often talk about race and gender, but what about diversity in culture, diversity in ways of being, ways of thinking? You are, if I'm not mistaken, you're running, for instance, the business in Italy and Spain and France, but also in Israel. And, and, and I mean, we can go on. Like These are very, very different ways of seeing the world and doing business. How do you do that? So the good news is that I'm not running directly the business, but I have there people that are running business for me. But uh, when when I started this journey, my concern was, uh, ah, okay, now I'm Italian and maybe they are judging me. But I was not able to understand that uh, sometimes there were not there them that were judging me, but me judging them or me mm. be having a sort of filter, considering this, or maybe considering what uh, I was, um, so the, the things that uh, other people were telling me, just to be prepared, but not having the right information to be prepared. And so creating uh, into myself uh, into myself a sort of prejudice, I, I, will, I, will, I will explain better the, the, the word. So creating something that at the end of the day was not helping the, the, the discussion. And so I felt immediately this situation after the first two, three trips visiting people. And and this, uh, let me say this was the first mistake because it was not a barrier because they want to put a barrier, but it was a barrier because I was having a barrier. With that, which which is dangerous because at the beginning you didn't even know that it was coming from you. Yeah, yeah, and it was a surprise for me. So how how you can have uh, this type of approach uh, and uh, when when uh, you are you are coming from uh, you know it's unusual uh, that uh, a leader is coming from italy and so so just noticing that you were putting up that barrier or did you have to do something to to remove it how did you do that uh, so at the end it was a, it was a sort of uh, yes it was a prejudice okay so it was a sort of a prejudice for for me and uh, I start to slow down and I start to listen. Mm. Okay? So, I, you know, when you are coming after nine, nine years that you're doing a job, in my case, uh, I was doing uh, here the job of country manager, blah, blah. But uh, you, you are very solid. You know everything. You just just have to call towards uh, it's done. It's your job. When You cannot pretend to have the same approach or to have the same speed uh, in three days, okay? And so I started to, uh, uh, you know, a lesson, a lesson uh, that uh, the duration was uh, two months and a half, 
listen, trying to listen, listen, really listen carefully and observe the difference between one country and another country, the cultural behaviors, the, the differences between uh, the, you know, not, not only what the people are eating, but also what the, when the people are eating, for instance. Yeah. That is very important. They, for, I don't know for you, but for instance, in Spain, you know very well that they have the lunch very late and the, and the dinner very late. In, in other cases, uh, in the Nordics, uh, it's completely different, but they are working after the, 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 the dinner. So I know that these are maybe stupid things, no. but we are dealing with people. Okay, We are dealing with people. I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be unrespectful because I don't know. Perfect. Okay, it's, it's not fair. It's, it's not. It's not fair. And so you try. And clearly, you start to think about uh, differences in culture, differences in gender. But uh, you know, just starting with the differences in nationality is, is, a, is, a, is a big, is a big step. And uh, so the culture of the business is different, also. And because uh, in some cases it's more uh, simple, in some cases more complicated, in some cases uh, an handshake is an handshake uh, forever, in some cases an handshake uh, is, is just an handshake for five minutes, but not because it's bad, not because there are things that are better than others, because it's culturally okay. situations are different. And so you need to be very curious and, uh, and, and do mistakes and try to do not the same mistakes twice nice nice so if we keep that going as i often ask the guests of this podcast what's an example as a leader of something that you have not mastered what i call your learning edge what are you working on these days that is certainly a work in progress there are a lot of things craig uh, and uh, something that is recurrent on me maybe is my 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 style I challenge myself a lot, and sometimes I challenge also others a lot, and I have to be more uh, less challenging, mm. okay? Because people, because uh, I, I'm, I'm okay in this type of discussion. I'm okay in fighting with people. Several times, people are not okay in fighting, fighting in a, in a business way, in a fair way, and um, and. Not only I'm not fair, but I'm losing something. Because the risk that I have is that I'm losing talent because I'm not able to, to listen from them. And, and, uh, and another thing that is very important for me and uh, is still uh, a learning uh, path is about, as, as a manager several times, especially when I, when I was young, uh, and you are going to meet a person, you review the, the situation of uh, this person, you start you start to be focused uh, you are not interested in the strengths okay you are interested in the gaps and so you spend the first five minutes uh, saying yeah, blah 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 you are good uh, great here great here great but you focus yourself uh, on the negative part that negative means uh, when where you see constructive the, the, yep. yeah no at the end I discovered that uh, this can sometimes can be a big mistake. And instead of trying to change people or to improve the part that need to be improved, leverage the, 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 the strengths is helping a lot. Because if I'm, uh, you know, I remember all this, uh, and this uh, I don't know where I, where I follow this, this uh, teach, but 
if uh, the, the the trainer of Maradona instead uh, helping him to develop uh, the the left uh, uh, foot was uh, was saying to Maradona, hey, by the way, you're right, uh, it's completely a new sport. So imagine Maradona cannot be Maradona. Okay? Exactly. So leverage the strengths for me is um, is another point of, of discussion. And is, as a manager, I think that is something that the people need to take care of. It's, in particular. It, it's really helpful. It's really helpful. And it's it's probably to anyone listening, the idea of noticing that the, the job of the leader is to create the environment where the talent can show up and grow and improve. Full stop. That's my job. So I think there are times that it means I'm going to help them with gaps if that's what they need, if we agree on that. I see a lot of leaders that, as you say, from a default standpoint, just go right to it as opposed to working on and leveraging those strength areas. I think of it also as I learned this from one of my teachers. The idea is to blend. It comes from Aikido. It comes from using the energy of the opponent. But the idea is I'm listening so much that I'm actually not buying into my way or their way. I'm listening to the point that we come together and figure out together what's the best way. So that's just a thought that I have when you say that, which is I like a lot that you said around listening. And if your edge is you said, you said, I'm tough on myself. And so I oftentimes I'm a little too tough on others. It's, it's how can we as leaders see that it's not one size fits all ever. And that the whole idea is to blend my style with their style. And that's really hard because yeah. otherwise we end up with teams that have high performing individuals that end up coincidentally looking a lot like our, like us. And we have other team yeah. members that are not producing and they're a different style, and that's not okay. Yeah, also because if you look around, there are there are people that are high performers in every business, but completely different. They, they are completely different, and they, and, and, and they are completely different, not because they are doing different things. I think that you can have a different style, but you, at the end of the day, you, you, can, you can be a great leader with a completely different style. So with this in mind... Why I need to create a team that is uh, exactly thinking, uh, working, uh, behaving uh, as I'm behaving. Instead, uh, clearly put myself uh, out of the comfort zone huh. and uh, try to observe something at, at the end. Uh, you know, also there you can learn and copy paste. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we could, thank you, Marco. We could keep going. We're gonna we're gonna start to wrap up, and I'm gonna ask you the the questionnaire that I love so much. Um, and so, if that's okay, we'll start with Marco. What is your favorite word in any language? People. What is your least favorite word? In general, uh, hate uh, mm-hmm. is something that. Uh... What turns you on? What inspires you? People that are able to smile and uh, to the life and and help others to smile. This is for me is uh, smile for me is the essence of, of a lot of things. What turns you off? In general, uh, something that is completely not right, especially when I is uh, when justice versus kids hmm. or uh, or people that are. Uh, 
they cannot defend themselves. So mm-hmm. for me, this is terrible. And this, so I'm, what, sometimes I'm not able to, to manage. Okay. What sound or noise do you love? The sea. And what the sound? sound? of the sea, because, because it's continuous. Hmm. And uh, come back, come back, come back. And what sound or noise do you hate? When people are uh, screaming into the into the airplane, <laughs> any any type of any type of people. <laughs> That's great. Because I cannot exit. I cannot. I cannot exit. You're from stuck. The You're stuck. What What is your favorite curse word? Bad word. My favorite that I say several times. What's your favorite in any language? Is unfair, but I is cazzo. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I cannot answer, uh, Craig, because there are a lot of things. I can only share with you that uh, when I was young, I want, want to become a the person that put gasoline into the car <laughs> and it's selling gasoline. And the why <clears throat> is because my I was seated always in the back, just close to the, the to the place where they put inside the petrol. And uh, and when my my father was going to pay at that time, there were you know credit cards that were not uh, yeah, cash. around, okay, only cash. This person was opening the portfolio and it was full of money. And so I remember that uh, I I decided that uh, this was uh, my my dream for the future. What profession would you absolutely not like to participate in? I I think that um, every professional profession is, is good because at the end of the day we are not doing professional because uh, you know we like it but because we we want to we need. And uh, and uh, so I don't want to be disrespectful. And by the way, I did a lot of professions that are very different. And <laughs> uh, and and I know that uh, you know you can have uh, you know good people, bad people, uh, leadership development. Every word that we use in our in our world, you can apply this to every profession. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say? when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome back. Because it means that uh, it's something that uh, starts again. Uh, I cannot deal with the fact that this life uh, will stop at the end. Uh, and, uh, and after uh, stop, it's finished. Beautiful. Uh, this is something that, uh, this is something that um, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm not in, in the capability to understand. Marco, thank you very much for joining today and thanks for everything you've shared. Oh, thank you, Craig. And uh, so happy to spend time with you and and uh, it was a real, uh, for me, pleasure and honor to, 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 you know, to stay with you half an hour. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you once again to Marco for this conversation. In addition to our theme of expanding scope, which I find is really relevant to many of the people that I'm coaching in the world, how do I increase my impact? How do I make bigger promises? How do I play a bigger game? And so I thought it was great that Marco could share some of his insights and some of his learning as well as his his learning edge and what he's still working on. And I especially liked that Marco showed this distinction between uh, copy and paste and being authentic. 
and that it's actually a mix and that it does make sense to really listen at the beginning and play the game and watch and then slowly begin to bring your own authenticity into this game and make bigger promises. And so as always, thank you very much for being here. I'm Craig Miller and reminding you that leadership is a performance art and it's learned and improved through practice. I invite you to keep listening to upcoming episodes, find new ideas, and then go out and practice in your life and work. And as always, if you found this conversation relevant and useful, please share with others. Please also send us your feedback and comments. And thanks for listening.